has been bringing his word to us in our in our series in Revival Hour on the subject overcoming fear. And we have looked at uh, the kind of uh, reverential fear we should have for God. You know, there's a fear which is called the fear of the law, which is the beginning of wisdom. Now, that is the what that is the kind of fear that that should fill every man, not the fear of sorrow, not the fear of death, um, not the fear of calamity, um, as the case may be. We also look at the different uh, kind of um, fear that people dread dread of death. People are afraid of dying. People are afraid of dying, and we mentioned that death is inevitable. Uh, no matter how old you may live on earth, one day uh, your eyes will be closed and you stand before your maker and give account of your life here on earth. I pray when that old age, when you have seen up to your fourth generation minimum, when it is time for you to leave and you appear before your maker, you will not be ashamed. Yeah. I will not be ashamed. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. We also look at the fear of the devil. That means people are people are people are afraid of the devil more than the way they fear God. Whereas God is the one who created the devil. So who should you fear? Is it the creator or the or, or the creation? You are to fear the creator himself. So do not be afraid. And we're told how we can overcome the devil in this particular aspect is that you submit yourself that to God resist the devil and he will flee from you. We also look at another one that, you know, that affects the lives of so many and it's called the fear of failure. Now, how many here this morning, you can unmute your device if you know you are no longer afraid of failure, if you know that you cannot fail, if you know that, yes, failure is not part of your DNA, Unmute your devices and shout, I cannot fail. I cannot fail. I cannot fail. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we did mention that again, very emphasizing that again and again. The world standard now, the, the world standard now, okay, failure. Even in schools or, you know, your children. Don't accept failure over them. They eat, eat, uh, it failure now. The word fail is not is a norm, it's normal in a society in the world. Why the world tells you it's okay to fail? What is wrong in failing after all? Uh, the man that invented the light uh, trophy is it 99 time and so on. Uh, God did not ordain anybody to fail, it was not so from the beginning. So don't accept failure of any kind. And then we look at also uh, example of people who were also scared of um, success. Then we also look at the fear of rejection, rejection, and then uh, you know we look at what uh, the, some of the people that have that have faced this rejection. And then after that, the Lord brought us His word on the subject which is relating to what we are going through right now, what we are partaking, uh, you know, what it takes to see the glory of God. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So we will continue from there this morning. What does it take to see the glory of God? Now we mentioned that there are different levels of glory. So our new, 
exhortation line is what it takes to see God's glory. What it takes to see God's glory. Now, uh, we look at it from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 40 to 44. We were meant to understand that there are different varying levels of glory. The star has its own glory. Uh, the moon has its own glory and, and so on. The least is endless. Money has its own glory. Uh, the animals have their own glory. You will not change your own glory in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, let's look at some of what it takes. We'll take one of them this morning as the Lord give us the grace. Number one is encounter with the Son of God. Encounter with the Son of God. And while we are getting ready to open our Bible to the book of John, and we are going to read from verse, from verse uh, 12 to 14, uh, turn your Bible to the book of Psalm as we read the book of Psalm this morning briefly. Uh, Psalms, I um, believe we stop at Psalm chapter 142. And chapter 140, no, we stop at 143. Uh, we are starting with uh, Psalms chapter 144. Now we'll read from verse 1 to 10 together. One, two, go. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teacheth my hand to war and fingers to fire, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield, and he in, in whom I trust, who subdue my people under me. Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou Make it account of him. We are reading together, verse four together. Man is like a like to vanity. Vanity, his things a shadow. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down, touch the mountain, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thy arrow and destroy them. Send thy hand from above. Read it, deliver me out of great waters. From the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is the right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon his family and let somebody shout a big hallelujah the lord will deliver you from the hands of strange children in jesus name amen um now we'll have two bible passages uh, let's have uh, Sister um, Priscilla, you are going to open to John 3, and you are going to read from verse 1. Now, so this morning we are looking at what it takes to see the glory of God. Number one is it takes an encounter with the Son of God to see the glory of God. Now, in the book of John, chapter 1, John, chapter 1. John chapter 1. Now I'll read verse 12 to 14. What does it take for you to see God's glory? Moses prayed and said, show me thy glory. And so on. We are afraid. We have asked. But now we need to understand 
what does it pay? What price does it pay for you to behold the glory of God? Number one, it takes an encounter with the Son. I read here. Now, in John chapter 1, verse 12, but as many as received him, to them gave ye power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwell among us. Pay attention to that verse 14. And if you are here this morning, you had a seasonal uh, problem. You know, God, God is God, uh, God, God was talking to me about this uh, this morning. You are here this morning, or, or a family member of yours has a seasonal problem. A seasonal problem, maybe at a particular time of the year, uh, an evil thing, or maybe your health, whatever thing it may be that is seasonal. The Lord said, I should tell you, beginning from this morning, you will breathe a sign of relief. You will no longer experience that seasonal problem. Your family will no longer experience that seasonal problem in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout a big amen. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth. So encounter with the Son. When you have the Son, you have seen the glory of God. Now, Jesus Christ is the embodiment of God's glory. So any man, any woman who aspires to see God's glory, the gateway to seeing God's glory is with the, with, with, through the Son. The Son told us, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father except what? Except by me. You know what that means? Jesus Christ was simply saying to us, yes, there is no one that can gain access to the God's glory except you see me first. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. Now, when you come to Jesus Christ, you already behold the glory of God. Because Jesus Christ, the Bible said, the word was made flesh and dwelleth among us and we beheld his glory. This morning you will behold his glory in the name of Jesus. You will behold his glory in the name of Jesus. So Jesus Christ, when you have Jesus Christ, when your family have Jesus Christ, then you are behold the glory of God. Because Jesus Christ is the, is the physical manifestation of the glory of the Father. So anyone that is born again, anyone that have accepted him as Lord and Savior, any family that have, that have accepted him as Lord and Savior, that family is free from siege. That family is free from crisis. That family is free from the, from, from, from the torment of the kingdom of darkness. This morning, in the name of Jesus, you will have an encounter with him in Jesus' name. Now, let's look at an example of a man. You see how much example we can take. Uh, uh, let's look at John chapter 3, uh, the same book of John. Turn your Bible with me to John chapter 3, and then read from verse 1. John chapter 3, verse 1. 
There was a man of the Pharisees named, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus um, by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Go ahead. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Verse 7, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Verse 8, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound of um, the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. Let somebody shout to be hallelujah. Now, encounter with the Son of God. Now, we've seen in the Bible where people, uh, Christ walked up to some people. But there are people who came to him, who sought him. An example of a man who had an encounter with him, which it was even that encounter that brought about the word born again in the Bible, where Jesus used that word. That man is called Nicodemus. Nicodemus happens to be a teacher. He was of the and he was not just a teacher. He was he was a ruler. So we can call Nicodemus a political figure. You know, today when I look at programs held globally, uh, you know, uh, you know, Christian programs, I'm happy to see senators flocking there. I'm happy to see politicians flocking to the tabernacle of God to seek for prayer. I'm happy to see president now. A lot of presidents of nation, they go for different self seeking for wisdom and help from God. Now, uh, Nicodemus was one, was, was a ruler in, 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 uh, among the Jews. But yet this man wasn't born again. And so he was curious. He must have heard probably if there was TV at that time. There was no TV at that time, I believe. But if there was TV at that time, probably he had watched on the, on the TV how Jesus was performing miracles, how Jesus was teaching with the kind of God's wisdom. And so he began to wonder, how can I be, make heaven? And so he came to him with a question. And he said, and he said unto him, We know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God, God, uh, except God, God be with him. Now, Jesus Christ responded to Nicodemus. He said, See, though you have come to seek me, but there is something you need in your life. So Jesus looked at him straight. Jesus was not there uh, allowing, allowing him to to begin to talk about 
uh, you know, all the all the things. No, Jesus was just waiting for praises. He doesn't need any praise of man. Right away, he told him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus did not tell Jesus why he came. There was something hidden in his heart. What was it? He wanted to know, how can I go to the kingdom? How can I get to the kingdom of God? But he didn't say that. What he, the only question he asked was that, Rabbi, teacher, all this miracle we have seen you perform, no one can do it except so. He began by praising, by beginning to elogize Jesus. And Jesus told him straight away, Nicodemus, thank you for all this you're praising. But one thing you need, except you are born again, you cannot see my kingdom. Now, for you to behold the glory of God, you must have an encounter with Jesus. Nicodemus, Jesus Christ expanded the world, what it means to be born again to him. And I'm sure Nicodemus did not remain the same in his household. Brethren, I ask you this morning, have you encountered Jesus? Oh, don't say, uh, Pastor, see, even before you were born, uh, I've, been, I've been going to church. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, Pastor, you don't know that uh, I got baptized when I was three years old. I was, I was even baptized by an archbishop in the, of, our, of our nation when I, my mommy, my daddy told me the story. But that's not the same as being born again. Oh, I can tell you that my parents were pastors. My dad, oh, was a great pastor. So uh, I was, that means I came from a, a, a actually a, a clergy family. That does not translate that you are born again. Oh, I be a Christian name. My parents were Christians. I'm a Christian too. That does not translate that you've had an encounter with Jesus. If you have had an encounter with Jesus, unmute your device and say, thank you, Jesus. If you have had an encounter with Jesus, unmute your device and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One more time, if you have had an encounter with Jesus, say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Now, so Jesus Christ told him, uh, well, you might, you might be very religious. Be religious. Do you know, coming to church does not really translate to knowing Jesus. Some people can be a Christian name, but it does not translate to being born again. Now, the apostle says something, uh, you know, if we don't have time, but the apostle says something that each one of us must not forget. In First John chapter 1, they said, that which we have seen, that which we have seen, that which we have handled of the word of life. I'll read that, I'll read that, just that verse uh, quickly. Now, so that was the apostle's testimony. What is your testimony? If somebody asks you, now everybody now seems to be born again, but can I ask you clearly, when did you get born again? Can you explain when? What, 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 was, what really happened that made you to get born again? 
What was the experience? Can you still remember vivid? Do you remember the date you got born again? Do you remember the month you got born again? Do you remember the year? At least you can't remember the date. You can't remember the year. You can't remember the month. I mean, the, 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 the day, the month. You should be able to remember the year. If you cannot remember the year, at least you can remember the incidents. What happened? Maybe you were a drunkard before. And somebody came to preach to you in the beer parlor. Maybe you were a prostitute before. As a woman. And somebody came to preach to you on, on the street or in your high school. You must remember if you are truly born again. If you've had an encounter with Jesus, you must, you must remember vividly like yesterday. It must always be fresh in, in, your, in your memory. The encounter that led to your salvation. Now, look at what the apostle says in First John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Have you heard about him? Have you, did you hear his voice yesterday? Did you hear his voice this morning? Which we have seen. Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen him in your life? Which we have looked upon. Have you looked upon him? And our hands have handled. Have you handled him? Have you touched his feelings? Have you really touched who Jesus is? And he said, of the word of life. So for you to, to, to see the glory of God, number one requirement is an encounter with Jesus. As he washes away your sin. Now, parents that are here this morning, I don't want you to sleep, everyone. And those that are aspiring to become parents. Take personal step to ask your children question about their salvation. Ah, don't say what well, they are grown up. He's a big boy. He knows what he doesn't know what he's doing. No matter how old your son, your daughter may be, parent, please listen. If you have not had that kind of conversation, today, today, don't let it pass. Today, this today. If you are, they are not with you anywhere they may be, take phone and call them. Call them by their name, the name you, you, know, you, 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 you gave them. My son, so and so. I want to ask you an important question. And then you may say, Daddy, I'm listening. Mommy, I'm listening. Have you encountered Jesus? Simple questions you ask them. Don't, 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 don't let the Lord, don't let that moment pass by. If you're a parent in the house, I want you to unmute your device and shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. If parent in the house, I shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. To all your children, please, if you have not done so, if you have done so, follow them up. Check with them again. Check. Ask them. You see, for as long as a child knows what is good and bad, then that child should be able to, you must be able to explain salvation to that child. So if you have not done so, 
again, see your children that if they are with you, oh, you are most blessed now. <laughs> but if they are far away, you are still most blessed. But take phone, chase them with phone and ask them a simple question. If they are adult, ask them that simple question. My son, my daughter, have you encountered Jesus? That's a simple question you ask them. And allow the Holy Spirit to do the remaining. If your child is little, maybe two years, three years, four years, that's the fine. Find a way to illustrate it to them. Find a way to, to pass the message to them and ask them, have you accepted Jesus? Don't say, ah, pastor, he's a little boy. He's just three years old. What does he know? He knows a lot. This is the time that he or she must be born again. And if it is your wife or husband, well, you know that if somebody said he's born again, brethren, something has to change. If somebody has said, right from the day Christ saved my soul, I know I'm not the same person. Me that you are looking at today, ah, I'm not the same person that you are seeing now. I'm telling you. I know who I was back then before Christ saved my soul. So the, everybody that encounters Christ, something definite must change in your life. So if, you're, if it is a little child, ask him or her. Say, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord? He said, ah, mommy, daddy, I don't know what that means. So, okay, explain to them. Tell them the mystery, you know, what happened at the cross. Tell them, you know, uh, you know, you could use the illustrations of the cross, of nail. There are different examples you could use. Did you tell them that, uh, would they like if their hand is nailed? They say, I'm sure if it is little, you say, no, 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 no. Then tell them somebody's hand was nailed. And then you ask them this next question. Do you know? And they would ask them, ah, who was the person's hand that was nailed? And then tell them, there's a man called Jesus. And then they will ask you, mommy, daddy, why was he nailed? Well, he was nailed because of me. Because of me. So you start conversation like that. So it depends on the age bracket of your children. But don't leave anyone out in your household. Ask them that question today. Have you encountered Jesus if it is an adult? If it is a baby, find a way to illustrate it to them. I want you to bow down your head this morning. And maybe you have a parent. Maybe your own case is that you have a parent, you are born again, you've encountered, but you know your parents are not. Then that one, you require wisdom. What will you need to do? Also ask them. During your visit, call them. Daddy, grandma, grandpa, I want to ask you a question. Have you encountered Jesus? And as you pray, the Lord will put words in your mouth in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, I want you to bow down your head and pray and say, Lord Jesus, show me your glory. Anyone that is yet to be saved in my family, please reveal yourself to them today, now, now, this morning. Make that your prayer this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, show me your glory. Anyone that is yet to be saved in my father's house, in my mother's house, in my in-law, among my siblings, oh Lord, I pray, among your church, oh my brother, anyone that is not yet saved, please let today be a day of salvation for them. Don't let it be too late, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
visit them. Any man that is here to save, to be saved, Father, save their soul. Any woman that is here to be saved, Jesus, save their soul. Any child that is here to be saved, this morning, save their soul. Are you praying or may all you asleep? Make sure you are praying very well. Lord Jesus, save their soul. If you are here this morning and you are not born again, like we have said, you might be a ruler of the Jews. You might be a lawyer. You might have PhD. You might be a doctor. You might be a philosopher. You might be rich. You might be very wealthy. You might have gold. You might have money. Those things are good. But those things cannot buy salvation. You need to come to Jesus. And then you save your soul. So you are here this morning while the others are praying. I say, Lord, show me your glory. And pray for the salvation of others. If you are here and you want to be born again, you know you are not born again. Or you will say, ah, uh, God's servant. I know with the way, you know, the, I, the word of God comes to me this morning. I know I'm not born again. Then it's not too late. It's not too late between you and God. I want you to raise up your right hand, wherever you may be, and say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm not born again. But I also know, I believe in my heart that you, that you came and you died for me. You washed away my sin. This morning, I want to be born again. Forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Cleanse me from every filthiness. Wear me with a new garment of righteousness. Fill me with the Holy Ghost according to the word in Ephesians 1 verse 13. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for as many that pray this prayer. Please, Lord Jesus, please forgive them their sin. Write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' most powerful name, we have prayed. Now, the rest of us, I want us to stretch forth our hand. Father, I thank you for this blessed morning. Thank you for bringing your word to us, what it takes to see God's glory. That when we have an encounter with the Son, then we have had an encounter with you. We have seen your glory. Jesus, we are privileged for as many of us that you have saved, that you have rescued us from hell. Thank you for saving us. This morning, we pray for our immediate household, beginning with our spouses, maybe our wives or husband, as the case may be, who might not be born again. Please have mercy on them this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for our children, maybe adults or infants or toddlers or youth or teenagers who might not be born again. This morning, I pray for their salvation. Please save their soul in the name of Jesus. I pray. Lord Jesus, this morning, for any member of our families who are here to be saved, our brothers, our sisters, our daddies, our mommy, anyone that's here to be saved this morning, please save their soul in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I pray this morning for all your children that have accepted you and those that have gathered here this morning. Lord, whatever thing appears to be a problem, I thank you because I know with the garment of praise, you have removed those problems. And I thank you for turning them to testimony in Jesus' most powerful.